this week on PTR. I make fun of a Chevy commercial. Oh my god, it's a Chevy! Oh, it's a Chevy! Ben makes a call to the Paul Feinbaum Show. Famous number one team in the nation, and if you don't like it, you can get out. And if we only knew what Jeff was talking about. Yeah, it was really weird, but to make a long story short, that's how I learned that Tiger mating season is in November. Welcome to Pub Talk Radio, guys. Uh, we're back. This is again edition number three. We I know actually, we took a week off. I can't believe we made it back. I didn't think it was going to happen. Ben and I blame Max for our week off, and we're not going to get into that, but we blame Max. Uh, why? why? I, okay, cool, <laughs> cool. I love it. Ben's throwing up a heart symbol. You can't see it, but we love him. We love him dearly. He's just the reason that week three didn't come out on actual week three. We took a bye week, you know, mental health day. We took a mental health week. We got together. We got together with our audio engineers and figured out, you know, the right (laughs) channel, left channel thing. It was it was a hard thing. So this show better this show better knock your socks off because we took a whole week off and we're coming together now. So week three, let's do this. World Series. Let's talk. Let's talk World Series, boys. Is... First of all, okay. before we talk about the actual gameplay of the World Series, can we talk about one thing that has absolutely blown my mind lately in the last couple of games? Go. How great is John Smoltz as a freaking color commentator? <laughs> it's on it's it's he's one of the best maybe ever. Are you Oh, he's one of the best of any sports. Are you freaking kidding me? Tonight in the game, he goes I don't like saying this, but I have to say it. This inning is a must-have for the Cubs. They have to score. Very next thing is a home run. He yacked it. Just incredible timing. John Smoltz is the hero to me in the World Series so far. I've never heard Dan Patrick give as many compliments to anybody as he has John Smoltz for his World Series. And, I mean, that's coming from about the highest praises you can get. Oh, I... He's so good at his job. I feel like he's already a top five color commentator in any sport. At least I think him and Doc Emmerich opposite to Joe Buck. Oh, Joe Buck kills me. We won't talk about that. But let's let's actually. (laughs) I was gonna say it's really easy to look good when you're next to Joe Buck all game. I'm gonna be honest with you. But I don't even think it's that. I think John Schmoltz is just that good. I mean, he was that good of a picture. I'll be honest. And he's that good of a color commentator. he He got bailed out when that home run was hit right after he said that. Because let me tell you, that's not how baseball works. That was not a must-score uh, opportunity for the Cubs. It just so happened that it worked out. Well, it doesn't matter. That's that. It makes them look good. It's kind of like any time a manager in baseball does something wild and it works out, the players made him look good. It wasn't a good decision, you know? I mean, that's just how life works sometimes. But I, I really enjoy Smoltz. I really, really enjoy Smoltz. I, I also say, enjoyed him as a Braves fan. Yeah, well, he was the second-best Braves pitcher at that time. Maddox... Is holding it down as the number one. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's I'll get take in, it. let's get into this gameplay. I uh, we were definitely are are were we wrong? Were all of us wrong? No, I had the Cubs winning, so I'm still doing all right. Ish. Well, still, I had in, the Cubs in the fashion. I, yeah, I had the Cubs blowing a three game lead in the World Series, so it's actually going the opposite direction for me right now. So well, let, not let's get the same, your, but you know what I mean. So Jeff, you still got him in seven. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just because. Uh, <laughs> that's bold, I don't, sir. <laughs> I don't want to be the guy to go wishy-washy and go away from my prediction. So, yeah, I'm going to roll with the Cubbies into seven. But this this game that's coming up on Tuesday is really going to decide it. If the Cubs can win this game on Tuesday, I believe that the Cubs can take it to seven and win it. But without I think the it's you got to – you have to think Kluber is is pitching in Game Seven, and that to me, it's not an automatic win because you got Schwarber coming back to, to DH, and that's gonna be, that's gonna be detrimental. That kid is ridiculous, and I think that they can make it to Game Seven, but it's still gonna be tough. I still think Indians are gonna have a good home field crowd, and they're gonna be able. They're in a good position to win still. Thanks to the uh, lovely MLB rule. The Indians get the freaking home game on Game Seven because a collection of jackasses on a random day in the summer <laughs> won we, a nonsense baseball talk, game. Are we gonna talk All Star Game right now? Is that really no. what's gonna happen? I'm not gonna bring it to that, but I'm just we saying the Cubs had the best record in baseball. Is. They had the best record in baseball, and they don't even get to defend Wrigley. And Wrigley hasn't seen a World Series. Well, I, I I'll be it. It's the same amount of time as the Indians, but. Wrigley was the field they were playing in. Progressive was not the field the Indians were playing in. I agree that you, all the things that you're saying are correct. They had the best record in baseball, but I still think it makes the All Star Game really fun. I, I just I don't I don't I don't see a problem with it. It re- it makes that it makes it worth watching to me. Ben. Yeah, I have the Indians in six. I think they close out Tuesday. Josh Tomlin, dude, 2-0 in the postseason, ERA below 1.5, I believe, right now. He's looking good. I know he's not a Jake Arrieta, and I don't know. I can't. We've been showing that the Cleveland Cleveland, bats can be hot, like last night. Which blows my mind because they've been absolutely terrible at hitting the whole postseason. They've been riding that, that pitching in the bullpen, but. I don't, I, don't see the, I don't see the Indians' bats coming alive again like that. I don't see it happening. I think Even it was at a one- home? No, I don't, I don't think home has to do anything with it. I think, I think they were so jacked up that they're in the world. I think they took the opposite approach that the Cubs did. I think these guys came in like, wow, this is big. Let's do this. And the Cubs were like, oh, my God, this is big. You know what I mean? I'm now, just- but see, if it goes to game seven, <laughs> I will agree with you, Jeff, that if it gets to seven, I think the – not because of the momentum is it swinging. Well, I mean, that is helping the Cubs. But the fact that they're going to be seeing Kluber for the third time in less than two weeks, I mean, that's a lot of time to figure a guy out. I mean, a lot of times when you pitch it and when you, you know, pitch in the regular season, you don't see the same team unless it's in, you know, in division, you know, more than a few times a year. But, like, this is a lot of Kluber in a short amount of time. So, I, and the Cubs are slowly piecing it together on how to hit off of him. He's too good. I don't think. Hal Hendricks good. is a beast of a pitcher too, so I think I think if the Indians don't close it in six, they're in a real bad spot. Even though yeah. they're in Cleveland, I agree with you. The pitching matches are really fun to watch. But can, speaking of pitching matches, can we talk about how sensational Araldis Chapman was tonight in two and two thirds innings? Yep. What was it? Just over forty pitches. Took care of business, even with inherited runners. Still took care of it. How about the fact that he comes in and his last batter? After he's thrown forty some odd pitches, he goes with a one oh three, a one oh three, a one oh two, and a one oh three to end the inning. 
just he's like he hadn't human. even thrown. I don't think he's human. I think he's what these the android he's, species. He's stealing, dude. He's stealing from the the Indians' all time favorite movie. Forget the curveball, Ricky. Give him the heater. <laughs> Give him the heater. <laughs> wow, wild thing. <laughs> Oh, the wild thing is on the wrong side of this one. Guys, by the way, can we go to NFL Power Rankings? Because I didn't get to give mine last week, and I'm a little crybaby, and like you're messing up my flow. So <laughs> okay. we need to get back into this. All right? I don't want to mess up your flow. Dude, you can't mess with the flow. Dak I, Prescott I, I, cannot have that flow messed with. All right? <laughs> Never forget. Here we go again. <laughs> uh, so we're going to go 5-1. to one. Because for some reason we've started doing this whole one to five thing, and it kind of takes the suspense out of it. Oh wait, it's because everybody knows who the number one team in football is this year. But number five, shout out to Aaron Oxner. You're gonna be really happy with me, but I firmly believe it. Oakland is the number five team in the NFL right now. You might be able to argue them, you know, even oh. a little higher. Oh. Great, it might great. be because I'm a closet Derek Carr fan because I have him in both my dynasty fantasy leagues, and for the next decade I am set. But I mean, the kid is the truth, dude. He absolutely lit it up today, and he has been week in and week out. As as uh, questionable as the defense is, as Jeff would say, I think it's good enough to keep him in contention with games, as we've clearly seen. Plus, Derek Carr is going with the old Drew Brees approach and. He'll just outscore you no matter how many points you put on the board, which is just incredible. Um, now, my number four, I'm putting Denver. This is where the argument comes in. Technically, Oakland is you know tied atop with Denver, but I think Denver's the four. Um, only loss coming without Simeon to the Chargers, and then today beating the Chargers, redeeming themselves um, from not having him. Uh, three, I have those Dallas Cowboys, them boys. Took care of it in overtime against the Eagles. Boss. Dak Prescott proving he is the truth. Fourth and one in overtime. And who Real do they give state. the ball to? Who do they give the ball to? Dak Prescott. Let him push his way through on a QB sneak. All the trust in the world in Dak's hands. Hail That's what state. I'm talking about. Where's my cowbell? <laughs> Start getting it going. Ugh. Number two, I've got the Vikings. Uh, I know they lost a rough one to Philly. Bradford, as everyone on... Uh, all your pundits keep saying is he the Bradford of old. But honestly, they're three tackles out now, I think. Uh, this season, they've lost three tackles. And they're still, you know, getting that line gelled back together with the new replacements. I think they'll get it figured out. The Vikings will continue to win. Um, and the number one team is none other than, of course, the fighting Bill Belichicks. You know, that's, that's all there is to it. The hoodies. The hoodies, man. So I'm sorry to the Seahawks. I know your defense, what was it, last week, was on the field for 46 minutes of gameplay and allowed zero touchdowns. But let me tell you what else happened. Uh, you didn't do anything on offense. And then this week, what'd you do? You lost. Shout Get out, it together, Russell Shout out Wilson. to my pops. He's he's happy that the Seahawks are out of the top five. Yeah, what you well, got, Max? I tell tried to keep him in there. but all, uh, Surprisingly, I am oh, – all in on Ben, the chugga chugga chew. I'm on the train of the Raiders at five. I think that's a solid decision. Um, I don't like the Broncos at four, but I have to put them there. And obviously, um, the, my top three are the same: Cowboys, Vikings, Patriots. 
Cowboys, if if the Vikings take a couple more losses, though, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I think the Cowboys are right there with them, actually. They can't blow it against the Bears. They got to take care of blow it. it against the Bears. Well, we hope so, but we're Packers fans, so. <laughs> Rip. Rip. So, I'm going to go ahead and give this a, queen, a clean sweep of five spot. With the good old Oakland Raiders. The Raiders. They, they look good. Their secondary doesn't impress me, and I think it's going to be their downfall as the year continues. But at this point of the year, at 6-2, and two, I'm going to go ahead and put them at number five. At number four, I, I don't know, guys. I don't know. <laughs> I... I'm gonna put the Kansas City Chiefs at number four. Oh, I just, it's a... I like, I like what I see. D Ford is a man. Justin Houston is a man. That defense, Tom Bahali is a man. That defense looks good, and I think defense wins championships. I don't know how I feel about Nick Foles being the guy behind Helm for a while, and I don't know, I especially even don't know how I feel about Alex Smith being at the helm for a whole season. Nick did but, all right today. Oh, he did. He did well. He did plays. A little I think, beauty to Kelsey. I think he made some plays that Alex Smith couldn't make. So we'll see how that goes going forward. See what they're going to do. Alex Smith, that's his job, of course. So that's not even a question. But right now, they're my number four. And number three, I'm going to go ahead and put the Minnesota Vikings just because I'm a homer and I don't want them at number two. I think <laughs> that they're going to slip up tomorrow night. I want them to slip up. I just. Whether or not it's the Vikings, I cannot put my faith in a team that relies on their cornerback safeties and that Sam Bradford is leading. I just cannot believe. <laughs> I cannot believe or trust a team led by Sam Bradford. So I'm going to keep them at three tentatively because I want them to slide, and I think they're going to slide. At good old number two, the America's team, even if you don't like it or not, Dallas Cowboys. That's their been, new, that's their motto. I don't think they're America's team, but they'll tell you they're America's team. It's been team. proven by they're an gonna, actual poll. It's the Broncos. Yeah, oh, we'll uh, talk about. Well, we won't get into let's, that. Let's but not get into that. It's real. I'm pretty sure that's wrong. Oh, no, I'll tell you where Title Town is if you want. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, you. what Title Town is. But they'll tell They'll force Cleveland. that on you. <laughs> and number one oh, is. Spygate, Deflategate, Filmgate, <laughs> every other kind of gate you think of, New England Patriots. What can't they do? You can't not and, put them at the top. It's ridiculous. I mean, how many years could we probably put them at the top? Patriots are quality organization. And it's because Bill Belichick runs by the, the motto, you will become us, we will not become you. And I don't think many people use that ideology anymore. All right, going football to football here, college football. I know you guys have a lot of things you want to talk about. I'm not the college football expert, but I like to hear your guys' takes. So who wants to start? Ben, take this one, buddy. Yeah, so uh, another Boomer Sooner just in the in the podcast, just for record's sake. want to make sure we keep that up there. I'll keep a ticker. Uh, hey, if you want, you, you can just overlap my voice right here. This whole segment with just raw Oklahoma, just getting it in the background, dude. Hey, let's let's play a game. Everybody at home, crack open a drink, 
It's the Ben drinking game. Let's take a drink every time he says Oklahoma, Boomer, Sooner, or is on Baker Mayfield's oh, Go ahead. Oh, Lord. Okay. There are children in this room. I'm sorry, kids. <laughs> it's a dog. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Well, I can't feel good about OU winning this week because it was against the Jayhawks, and if we lost to the Jayhawks, I probably wouldn't have done the podcast. I actually would have quit uh, all sports. <laughs> I would have been done. Um, I would have let you, too. Thanks, man. I, I, I would have let you hang up everything. <clears throat> I have to. Can you imagine the goalposts? They would have taken like goalposts in the high school fields in Lawrence, too. <laughs> Every time they win a game, they destroy things. They would have like, burned that city down for the third time in history. You guys think, you guys think Chicago or Cleveland is a place to be. Let me tell you, if Lawrence... Lawrence, Kansas is the place to be if they win a football game. <laughs> like, against an actual Big 12 opponent. That's the place to be. But, no, um, I'll just give you, honestly, the only big thing is I'm going to throw out, I think there's only four teams right now that are, um, what I would say, are the college football playoff teams. I mean, they're the four undefeated schools at the top from your Power Five. I don't think there's any denying it. Um I will say that as the season progresses, there's room for a lot of them to slip up. But Washington at the four, Clemson at the three, Michigan at the two, Bama at the one, and uh, wherever that Isaac Stein fellow is, that, that big Michigan fan, let me tell you, my friend, Bama's the number one team in the nation. And if you don't like it, you can get out. <laughs> Put that one on your freaking list right there. I tell you what, people are crazy. Tell me Bama's not the number one team in the nation. Oh, Last God. Uh, Get out of here. I definitely agree with you. You can't touch Alabama. I think there's, number some, one. People, there's some people in the state of Alabama that'll tell you that even though Auburn is not relevant at all, that they're still better than Alabama. And those people are huffing paint as we speak. <laughs> but I think, I think you're right in the top four, kind of. Kind of, because I was personally at that Florida State game with Clemson, and I just, I can't trust Clemson. Deshaun Watson looked, he looked really good at times, and then so bad at others that I literally had to put my face in my palm. He, I think he went 27 for 43 with like almost 400 yards, like 375 or something. He had two touchdowns, but go back and watch the two interceptions he had. Probably the two most atrocious throws I've seen in the sport of football, and I watched my little brother's whole high school career last year. That's just <laughs> absolutely miserable. Deshaun Watson was just up and down, and Florida State decided they didn't want to run the ball to Dalvin Cook, who had 169 yards with four touchdowns. Four touchdowns! Dalvin Cook! That boy, oh my goodness. Heisman stats right there. He was running. I think Washington looked really, 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 really good against against Utah. The one thing that Washington needs to figure out is their run defense. That Joe Williams for Utah went like I, – I think they let him run the ball 35 times. And he got 170 yards and a touchdown, so they need to figure that out. Um, Boise State ruined any chance they had by losing by a safety – they allowed themselves a safety to lose. That is so nuts to me. A safety to lose the game. you got to protect your quarterback. Louisville is going to be right there in the mix. 
Uh, I think I'm so anti-Ohio State that it's crazy. They lose to Penn State and only drop to the six, and then they barely beat Northwestern. Northwestern, guys. They barely beat Northwestern, and they looked bad doing it. Michigan, Michigan looked good. They allowed Michigan State to come back late. Uh, I don't know what happened there at the end, if they took their foot off the gas or what. Wisconsin and Nebraska, I think. Poor Nebraska, you know. They took it to overtime. Could have could have finally put the nail in the coffin to all those talking heads that they don't deserve. They're the most overrated, undefeated team. They could have done it, and they don't do it. Baylor losing to Texas. See, here's my thing. Texas is talking big about fire and Charlie Strong. It's, I've read many articles that say it's a done deal. And I just don't understand. What what year is this for Charlie Strong? Is this three? Is this number three, Ben? That sounds right. I it's, know it's been a while. It's number three or four? It, I think it's four because this is his first uh, full class all the way from top to bottom of his recruits, his people. Okay. Well, it's number four. And... These people think Rome needs to be built overnight. I understand he has some bad losses at Texas, and he has some losses that you can't give up as the Texas head coach, but he is 4-0 and against the top 10. 4-0. and What do you want this man to do? You can't come into a program like that and be Mac Brown immediately. You can't do that. I'll tell you what they want. The boosters want to see one win every year over everything. You have to beat Oklahoma. Yeah, that, is, I, that is what it is. Red River is everything, and he just he can't do it. And you can't lose to K-State. He's been at Texas since 2014. Okay. So, so not even four years. No. So I just, with, with Texas, that's a perplexing case to me because they're trying to rush success. And I think it's the same thing that's going to happen to LSU. So all you LSU fans out there that listen to me, settle down. Just settle down. Whoever you hire, it's going to be rough. It's not going to be less miles. You're not going to get less miles ever again. That's the way it is. You either ride him till he dies or you're going to have some years that you don't like. And I think Texas is going through that now. Yep. Texas a and is going to find themselves in a great spot at number nine, and they just – I mean, they played a miserable New Mexico State team. They were so bad. They won 52-10. to 10. Easy. The Big 12 completely played themselves out of any contention for cultural playoffs with West Virginia and Baylor both just... West Virginia got housed. I don't care what the score is. Only 17 points. They lost by more than 17 of my eyes. They got housed. Oak State took care of them. It wasn't even a game, in my opinion. They got housed. Tennessee but, loses to South Carolina, who's bad. South Carolina's 4-4 four and four in the SEC and hasn't looked good all year. And I can't wait to watch but, that, that Alabama-LSU game coming up. But I think right now your playoff, your playoff is going to be Alabama versus Washington, Michigan versus Clemson, as if today were to stand. But I don't think Clemson's going to make it. I think you're going to I have, agree with you. I think you're going to have Alabama versus Louisville. You're and, getting that one lost team, and it has to be Louisville, in my opinion. Yeah, I think you're going to get Alabama versus Louisville, 
and you're going to have Michigan versus Washington when it, it's all said and done. I'm right there with you. Louisville, if, out, of, out of the one-loss teams, if we were to progress forward with all of them being one loss, it's got to be Louisville. Nobody else, in my opinion. Hey guys, it's Max. Hope you guys are enjoying this week's episode. We decided to go a little longer this week to make up for last week. Please follow us on everything. Facebook, Pub Talk Radio. Twitter, at Pub Talk Radio. Email us your feedback on what you want us to talk about at pubtalkradio247 at gmail.com. Definitely give us a like on SoundCloud, Pub Talk Radio. Please keep getting the word out if you like the show. Tweet us, tweet your friends. Tell your friends to listen, whatever you got to do. We really appreciate all the feedback we've gotten so far. That's all I got for you. Let's get back to the show, guys. This week, we're going to start a new segment. It's called the Fine Bomb Call of the Week. Better get geared up, SEC fans. It's the Paul Feinbaum Call of the Week. And Jeff is first. So, what do you got for me, Jeff? <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Am I on? Is You're this on. Paul Feinbaum? <laughs> this is Paul Feinbaum. Listen, I've had something to pick a bone with all week. It's been, it's been driving me crazy. I see that cheating... That untalented football player, Bo Jackson, on the TV all the time, and I need it to stop. <laughs> I need it to stop. I understand he won the Heisman, but that is ridiculous. He went to the, the most piss university. They probably paid for him to go there. I know he didn't go there for schooling. He ain't go there for schooling. They don't even know what schooling is. Ask me how many Auburn fans it takes to screw in a light bulb. Tell me right. Ask me right now. Paul, ask me how many... Auburn fans how, how, how many does it take? How many? They can't even afford to pay their electric bill, Paul. They don't need to worry about screwing in a light bulb. And Bo Jackson is out here gallivanting around wearing his damn gross colors and screaming war damn eagle. And I'm over here like roll tight. And I, every time I hear war eagle, I'm just like roll tight. And, you know, the rest of America sees it. Every time he pops on screen, I say, roll tight, and I throw things at him. I know he feels it. Is, he is, feels it. Is your TV okay there? But, oh, I got one of them old box TVs because, you know, you don't go away from what, what succeeds. That's what Bear Bryant taught us. He taught us you roll with what succeeds, and I've stayed with it true and through. No 4K I, TV for you. None of that. You don't want it. You know what I can tell you about 4K TVs? is that there's three K's that worked before it, so why do I need the fourth one? That's that's how I feel about that. But all I know is that Tech Mobile, that's the only time Bo Jackson is good or ever was good in the Tech Mobile. <laughs> he wasn't good out there on the field. We let them win that those years. We didn't want him to feel bad. He's really an emotional guy, so we didn't want him to feel bad. So we let them win those years because we're just so good that we can allow teams to win when we don't want to win. Sometimes we need to share wins. We need, we want other people to feel what it feels like to be Alabama. <laughs> Jeff came in like the intro to a T-Pain song. Hello. 
Hello, am I on the radio or T-Pain? <laughs> this, I'm on the radio. Hello, hello caller. <laughs> oh, man. And my girl left All me right. in. <laughs> the NBA is back. Boys, we're here. And let me tell you, it's something to see that the fighting Russell Westbrooks are undefeated. And, there you go. Back to back. And let me tell you. Yep. And then, meanwhile, we got them boys over down there at the bridge trying to get it figured out. Yeesh. And we won't talk about the East because <laughs> that's already wrapped up. But, Max, tell me about it. What, what do you got to say? I said a Cleveland rocks. Cleveland rocks. Cleveland rocks. I said a Cleveland rocks. My boys, getting it done. LeBron, I mean, I'm a homer of all homers. I just want to let everybody know that. I got I got no opinion admitting my bias. LeBron is in midseason form already. He looks about as good as he ever has. We got a good group of guys around us. East is wrapped up. You might you can throw the Celtics in there all they want. They don't have a superstar. They're not going to be in contention. Don't need one. We're young. But like I said, Golden State to Jeff earlier this week when we were texting. Golden State will maybe get to the finals, the Western Conference finals, but they will lose to the Spurs in five games because they have no rim protection whatsoever. And they can't trade for any rim protection because they don't have any money. So that's all I got to say about that. I don't think that the Warriors will even make the conference finals, in my opinion. I just think they have way too much that they have to figure out, and they're not going to figure it out. I mean, they barely beat the Suns tonight, about four-point game, and they barely beat the Pelicans the other night, and the only reason they did is because of Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's been a man on fire for them, which just absolutely burns me up. But on the other, on the other side of the uh, breakup, Russell Westbrook is the first player with 100 points, 30 rebounds, and 30 assists in the first three games of a season. He's averaging a triple-double through three games. He's got a 36, 38.6 points, 12.3 rebounds, and 11.6 assists. And he's also the only player to start like that in the first three games since Magic Johnson. So talk about a man on fire, Russell Westbrook. Barring I injury, think- can he? Can, is it feasible to say that he'll average a triple-double for the season? Absolutely. And I think the thing that's going to come down to that is that he's going to be in a lot more close games than he was last year. Last year, I think he would have done it, but there were a bunch of blowout games where he didn't even have to do anything. He had to sit out the second half. He was saving his body. This year, he's going to be in a lot more closer games where he's going to pro- he's going to produce and perform, and I think he definitely could average a triple-double. I think, I think Oladipo is going to be a huge piece. Adams is going to be a huge piece. If they played the way they played tonight against the Lakers – and the way they distributed the ball, they're going to be a real threat in the West. I just can't but, wait till Anthony Davis plays for somebody else besides the Pelicans. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I was just going to get into that. I was going to say, that but man. the Spurs look ungodly, and it's only three games, four games in. They're the first 4-0 team. I mean, they're the first team to play four games, but they're the first 4-0 team. And what's well, like to say yeesh once again, but that's a good yeesh because they are oh, ridiculous. They look good, don't they? And Tim Duncan has definitely left his mark all over that team. You can see it. Uh, every player that worked out with Kobe this offseason is just balling. 
Yeah, all three players that worked out with Kobe. Ballin'. Kawhi Leonard is <laughs> dude's a the beast. most calm, consistent, and energetic player I've watched in a long time. He dude. is so good. He's any coach's dream, too. He's a gym rat. They have to ask him to leave the gym. Like, to get, it's he ridiculous. so good. It's silly to me how good Kawhi Leonard is. And then Anthony Davis, that poor guy is putting the team on his back dough. And they can't buy a vowel. They can't buy anything. Early MVP candidates, Ben, Jeff, what do you got? Well, my MVP, I think it's going to be a four-headed race. I think because you have so many people in Golden State deluding that, that you won't even see Steph. Steph in there. You won't see KD in there. Oh, you might see KD later in the year, the way he's playing. I think he had 37-4-4 tonight. So you're going to have, I think you're going to have Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard, Kawhi Leonard, and LeBron James in the four-headed, and Anthony Davis. I think it's going to be five. You're always going to have LeBron in there. The problem LeBron's, is LeBron's, LeBron's going to yeah. see limited minutes this year. He'll see limited minutes and – the writers don't they get bored jordan should have won the mvp like seven times and he what how many times did he win it not seven i mean i mean but every one of those seasons he should have won it and they got bored and they didn't vote they didn't vote for him see you've got lebron unlimited minutes damian lillard and anthony davis have the same problem when's the last time an mvp has not been from a top like from two a playoff team, there, team from the east or west. Yeah. Well, like, Portland's going to make the playoffs easily. Portland's probably going to be in the top three of the always, west. It's always from a top one or two team in their conference. I don't think they're going to be the top two in the west. I don't like. I think Damian has the quality. I just don't think he's going to stand out enough to where he's going to surpass Leonard. Which is. I think Kawhi Leonard is going to be the MVP. Like, which is the, the guy biggest is debate though is for MVP most valuable player. Is it yeah, the it, best player on the best the best team with the best player? It, should, or... it shouldn't be. It should be it Anthony should be, Davis it should for be, carrying a team by himself. Yeah, it should here's be a, the most valuable player to his team. Here's the thing I'm going to look at. I'm going to look at it as Anthony Davis would be the MVP if his team makes the playoffs, and I don't think the Pelicans make the playoffs this year. I no. think Kawhi Leonard is going to be what he is has been early on all year. He had 27-2-6 and six tonight. I think he's going to be that all year. But I think the thing that you're going to come down to is with Dame and Russ is if you take those two off their teams, do they even make the playoffs? And that's a resounding no. And I think people are going to look at that this year and say, wow, Russell is putting on. That team would be nothing without him. Dame is putting on. Dame dimes. That team would be nothing. I think you're going to see that this year the MVP is going to kind of change as the league is changing because there's too many diluted teams if you get what i'm saying there's too many teams that are going to be in the top two of each division that you're like okay they're not really mvps because those teams would be fine without them except lebron but lebron just doesn't get love and that's just the way it is and that's the way it's going to be until lebron hangs it up so i think you're going to look at it's either going to be Kawhi leonard outstanding or it's going to be Russ or Dame. And I will say that I was trying to think, like, I mean, wasn't it, who was it, Steve Nash, the last guy that wasn't from a top two team to win the MVP back with the Suns, I think, maybe? I mean, sounds right. 
And I, I just remember there was a huge outrage about how they were so upset that he won the MVP because his team wasn't, you know, one of the best. And it's like that was one of the few times the writers went with who was the most valuable to his team, in my opinion. And I don't know. It's just hard to see him go back on it. But for those of you that love the holidays, I do want to throw this out there. We are at 54 days until Christmas, and that means NBA on Christmas Day. And I'm really excited to see the Bulls play in San Antonio on Christmas Day. Like, it's a great match. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good matchups that day. But I think if those teams keep playing over these next few, you know, however many weeks we're at, like almost eight weeks, um, the Bulls have looked good through the first two games. Handled the Celtics fairly easily, which is disappointing to say, but that could be a really good matchup. I I, I want to see this new this new Bulls team against an established Spurs team. So let's, let's pump the brakes on that one and let's talk about Thursday. Russell Westbrook goes to Golden State. <laughs> Oof. Oof. That's Thursday. Crazy. How many this points week. is he dropping? How many points is oh, he dropping? Forty at least. He's, 50. He had fifty. He had fifty the other night. It's not implausible. City. I think City. <laughs> I I think what you're gonna see is that Russell's gonna play bad at the beginning of the game because he's going to be a hitman. He's going after KD's head. <laughs> he's going after him. I'm telling you, he's gonna he's gonna try to put KD in situations where he gets put on every single poster you could imagine. Russell is a man on fire <laughs> and a man on a mission. He's out for blood. And Don't he blame him. he won't stop till he gets blood. So Thursday, mark it on your calendars. I'm going to be hyped. The world's going to be hyped. What is Russell going to do? I don't even care what KD does. It doesn't even matter at this point. What is Russell going to do? Because KD's the one that turned himself into a bad guy. Gotta love bad guys. It's time for Ben Hundley's Premier League update of the week. Boys, what an incredible first 10 weeks of the Premier League season. We have five teams within one match of each other. Three points separate from first to fifth. City, Arsenal, Poole all tied across the top at 23 points. Chelsea, my beloved, beloved Chelsea with 22, a point off the lead, and Spurs with 20. It is a London-packed top five, and let me tell you, it has been incredible these first 10 weeks to see just how tight this race is. And if this continues through the full 38 match weeks, it's going to be unbelievable because this is one of the tighter races uh, we've seen as a, you know, leading into a season. And I'm ecstatic that Costa is finally banging in some goals. He's leading the Premier League with eight goals. Um, couldn't be happier. Lukaku and Aguero right behind him. Um, and, of course, Lexi Sanchez, I guess he's in there two with six, but we don't like to talk about Arsenal players. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> oh, man. Yeesh. But, you know, I have to say there's two big surprises. Uh, I think a lot of people have been surprised with Chelsea. Um, I will honestly say that just by how re- rejuvenated the squad has been since getting shut out and losing to Liverpool and to Arsenal 3-0. Um to Arsenal, a lot of people thought the season was just wrapped for Chelsea already. Um, and Conte switched formations to a three-back. And ever since that team has been performing, uh, four straight clean sheets now, playing unreal, including an absolute demolishing of Manchester United. And, you know, that's the other big surprise this year is 
United has completely fallen off, considering two huge signings in Zlatan and Pogba, and just no performance. Zlatan missed an absolute sitter this week for him. Should have easily um, taken care of business. Pogba has looked absolutely terrible. No form whatsoever. Um, and I'm I'm hard pressed to find Manchester United getting back in the top five. And it, you know it's. It's hard for a lot of people because that seems to be the only team anybody here in America knows of is, uh, you know, the old Manchester United. But uh, thanks, you're a trip for that one. Um, but uh, great movie. <laughs> yeah, I'll say two big things though. That, as an aside, the Adidas Pogba commercial has to go. Speaking of Pogba, it just I'm tired of ads in between every freaking like they're not even on TV. And I get Pogba, the same ad. They, they aired one ad, they filmed one, and it's the only one they're using. Pogba! 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 It's just like, it, I don't know, it just drives me freaking nuts. <laughs> and the other thing is we all need to make sure that we get excited because there's an American coaching in the Premier League. He's playing tomorrow at Stoke, a cold, rainy night at Stoke is what they're predicting. It's the old saying, if you can win at Stoke, you can win anywhere. It's a huge moment for him. We all have to be hoping, praying the best for that guy because we need an American to succeed on a coaching level in a like a top-flight league. We need some more street cred. Bob Bradley's going to give us street cred because you know who's not giving us any? Michael Bradley. Rant over. <laughs> you guys smell that? I think my chair's on fire. It's time for this week's hot seat. There is only one thing that I hate more than the people that are dissing Ronda Rousey for getting a belt fight. And that one thing is that stupid Chevy commercial. Oh my god, it's a Chevy! Oh, it's a Chevy! (laughs) Shut up. We're tired of that commercial. I'm 100% tired of that commercial, actually. Anyway, let's get to this. Let's get to the real thing we want to talk about here. Ronda Rousey is still the best pound-for-pound female fighter in the UFC. If you do not think that she deserves a belt fight, which the first fight that she comes back, you're stupid. She's still Ronda Rousey. She lost to Holly Holm because her coach believed in her boxing ability way too much, but that doesn't mean that she's not a belt contender. She is definitely going to take Nunes to the ground, get back to her judo roots, and end this fight in 30 seconds. You heard it here first. Probably not, but I would like you to pretend that you heard it here first. That's all I got. Yeah. All right. Word association time, fellas. We're shutting Hopefully. down the shop. Starting with Hope the show. Hopefully, I do a little better this time. We little we went a little long, but I you know we got to make up for our audio engineers. They're freaking. They're hard to deal. Just with. the worst. They're the worst. Um, Ben, are you ready? Yes. Vegas NFL expansion. Awesome idea. Jeff, are you ready? (laughs) (laughs) Bourbon. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready. Jamal Crawford. Wow. Well, that wasn't as good as last week, but it was nice talking (laughs) to you guys. (laughs) Um, Max. Word. Okay. 
Are you ready? I guess. <laughs> oh, shit. Michael Bradley. Garbage. Garbage. Take out the garbage. Throw him in the harbor. Throw him in the harbor and pocket car right there in the yard.